Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Monday. Hope it'll get a little bit better for you. Tonight we welcome the very talented songwriter and rapper Ricardo Grimm. His story will impact you in so many ways. He's been through so much ups and downs, in-betweens, and now he's back. He talked about how he uh, got through addiction and other self-destructive behavior and how it's all coming out in his music. So you definitely hear that interview. Then in Hot Topics, we're talking about Baychella. You know, Beyonce shut it down to Coachella, talking about a woman who faked uh, lied about cancer to her fa- friends and family and raised $42,000 and she didn't have cancer. She just wanted to turn up. And we're talking about, uh, of course, the Starbucks. Everything's going on with that, with the uh, boycott for Starbucks. All that much more in Hot Topics. Movie views, fashion, sports, and the best in music out there. Stick around. Want to remember, we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and, of course, our official website, thestevenightshow.com. You can also catch us on iTunes, iHeartRadio. Just go to our website. When we come back, Hot Topics. Right back after this. Your love is showing me my past. My heart belongs in your grasp. I only see you underneath your life. Without your kiss, my life dripping from your lips. I'm nowhere from the by your side. It feels like time slows down, and every breath is getting longer. Heart sinking to the ground, and every weakness is getting stronger. And as I'm falling, I can feel you lift me up underneath your wings, and it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life. You bring it back to life. I feel your fire burn under. My skin and it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life And I'm breathing in every single sound you make I can feel your words all in the air 
your voice making my heart beat If your soul is all I see It's like the rest of the world is not to Hawaii. I've never been before. I'm not looking forward to the long flight, but it's going to be a good, a long week with my family, which you can't beat that, so. That's really exciting. That's yeah. super exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for you, and congratulations to Kim and Damaso. Yes. Um, renewing their vows. Mm-hmm. their family. That's, that's so awesome. I'm happy for them, too. Yeah, my, my sister, shout out to my sister and my brother-in-law. They're, this is their 10-year wedding anniversary. Actually, it was in February, but they're celebrating uh, in Hawaii, and they didn't have a, a official wedding, um, you know, when they got married 10 years ago, so they're doing it in Hawaii, and a lot of families coming out, so that should be a lot of fun. That should be a lot of fun. And I found out the wedding is on Friday, because, you know, my sister didn't give it any detail. <laughs> she told me it's Friday, next Friday. So. Okay. That'll give you a whole week to kind of relax, and then you exactly. Saturday and come back Sunday, so that's great. That's yeah, great. exactly, exactly. What's going on with you? Not much. It's been a long day, a really long day. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, get through this Monday and yeah. um, had a great weekend. Went to the wine festival with a group of friends this weekend. Yeah, it looked like it was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we had so, had so much fun. Had a really nice weekend and hung out with my cousin. She's pregnant. She came over on Sunday and, you know, it was raining, so we just hung out and ate and went through clothes. It was just, it was really nice. And um, That's good. Looking forward to a little weekend getaway this upcoming weekend, so... Yeah. I'm trying to push through the week. I hear that. I hear that. And Mr. Chike, congratulations to you. How are you doing? Thank you, sir. I'm still on cloud nine. Absolutely, I am. I um, spent most of the weekend celebrating. Our uh, our, our film Mercy, uh, yes. our independent short film Mercy, 
was uh, accepted by Amazon Prime and is now streaming. So definitely, people, check that out. And guess what? We are 100% five stars at this point. 100% five stars. Congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, awesome. Yeah. Shout out. Mercy. Go see it, everybody, at Amazon Prime. Yeah. All right. Congratulations. I'm definitely going to check it out, TK. I'm going to um, – I have Amazon Prime. I'm going to definitely check it out in the next week or so. Yeah, and it's 37 minutes. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. All right. Well, our question of the day is, what's on your bucket list? Ms. Parker, what's on your bu- bucket list? Um, I don't I don't believe in bucket lists. You know, and okay. I, I'm this person who is like, you know – a free spirit and uh, mm-hmm. in, in thinking anyways and, and believing, you know, living your best life in the moment. Um, I just think bucket list just sounds so, it sounds so final. Like, and I'm not the person that likes to like have like committed plans for like, mm-hmm. it just, it, I don't know. It just sounds so final. Like almost like you're, you're giving a death wish. I don't I, I for some reason just never settled well with me, the word. Yeah. Um, but as far as things that I want to experience, I want to experience life. Whatever life is at that moment, I want to be able to, to be in the moment and enjoy it. Of course, I love to travel, so I would love to see as many places as I can. Um, I don't think there's one place that's, you know, more beautiful. Every time I go somewhere new, I'm like, I fall in love. So I have this saying that when I leave a place, I leave a piece of my heart. So it's like I have my heart just gathered all over. Um, but if, if – um, I think for me, I really enjoy traveling, but I do understand how important it is for regardless of what's going on in that day, whether you're traveling to Barcelona or Hawaii or whatever, or you're sitting at home working, um, that you should be grateful within that moment and try to find joy within that moment. And, and maybe that moment is a bucket list for you where there's peace being experienced within that moment. Um, so I'm really big on that. So the word bucket list, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, you know, really – um, be com- being comfortable with because it sounds really final, but yeah. I'll leave it at that. Okay. What about you, Chica? Well, my dad told me uh, once uh, that before I leave this earth, I must drive the Pacific Coast Highway. So okay. from Northern California all the way to L.A., he said I should take the drive. It'll get me closer to God. That's what he told me. mm, mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think I agree with Ms. Parker. I definitely want to travel the world. I, I think I told the story before. Back um, when I lived in Virginia, I used to work with the youth, and we always tried to find um, activities for them to, because they were troubled youth, so we tried to find activities to keep them, you know, occupied. Um, and one of the girls I was working with, she loved art. And I went to this local um, art gallery just to see if they had any kind of classes or anything. And this woman, by chance, happened to be there. She was sitting in for a friend who had gone to run some errands. And she was retired, um, 60 years old. She looked beautiful. She was a six-year-old um, Caucasian lady. And we just started talking. I was telling her what I was doing. And she, she told me, if you do nothing else before you die, travel the world. She said, because you'll see so many different parts and places. You'll be exposed to many things that will change your way of thinking. It'll change the way. It'll just impact you. And so... Uh, I never forgot that, and so that's what I that would be on my bucket list if I had to choose. But everyone at home, t- tweet us at uh, Stephen I Show SHO and let us know what's on your bucket list. All right, so everyone's talking about Baychella, Beyonce, uh, what standout performer? She was actually the headliner for Coachella, the first black woman or woman of color to to be uh, the headliner, and 
you know, she's been getting a lot of praise for it. She brought out Jay-Z. She brought out Solange. She brought out Destiny's Child. Um, did you see it? What were your thoughts? I saw some of the clip. You know, Coachella is something that I would actually love to experience. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Beyonce music fan, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of who she is as a, as a I think, as an artist. So yeah. you know, I may not love every song. I'm not a I'm not a beehive or whatever. Right, you call right. Yourself, right? Uh-huh. I'm a fan of her professionalism. I'm a fan of her artistry. I'm a fan of her hard work. Um, I think that you know that she has evolved so much into a, a person who is so much respected and such a legend of this uh, music industry and music game. Now I think it's all due to her hard work. Um, yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely have nothing but love and respect for that. I think that she puts on a show. Um, she's a perfectionist. She puts on a good show. Whatever she does, you know, whether it's Super Bowl or Coachella, um, you know, you know, you will always get a good show from her. So she's one of those classless and timeless entertainers. So big ups to her. I, you know, I love the fact that how how much she has evolved into really being unapologetically um, black and really showing culture diversity as far as celebrating black history and African history in her performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I've enjoyed seeing those things as well. So. I'm happy for her. I'm glad that she's, you know, she is, she like she deserves every every accolade that she gets. I think she's timeless, and I think she's always going to be, always mentioned as one of the greats. And you know, I'm, I'm happy for her in that light. Yeah. What about you, GK? So I too am not that much of a Beyonce fan. I do respect her artistry and what she brings to the game. It's like top notch but I was really checking for Destiny's Child. That's the part that I really wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to see B with the girls again. And that was really, really good. They they really turned it out. They performed very well. They looked really good. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. happy. I agree. I agree. And they always give Michelle a hard time, but Michelle out there making that money. And she, like she said, she said, don't say poor Michelle because that bank account ain't poor. <laughs> but um, but uh, what was I going to say? Wendy Williams said today that Beyonce was the greatest entertainer of all time. Do you agree with that? Oh, oh. Who said that? Wendy Williams. I, think I can't funny. agree I with I that. It's subjective, I think, but I think she's up there. Yeah, she is. She's in the ranking, but she's not the greatest. I agree. I think that she is definitely in the top ten, but I don't think she's the greatest. You know what I mean? There have been a lot of great performers, and it depends on what kind of performance style you like. Some people just like raw vocals and singing. Some people like the dancing, entertaining, and all this stuff, but you can't, her talent's undeniable, so you can't, uh, you can't discredit her for that. Now, Cardi B also performed, uh, she was pregnant, as you all know, and she, <laughs> did you see her perform a twerk and a pop it on stage, down on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God, like, <laughs> I mean, for a pregnant woman, you know what I'm saying? I understand that's her style, but it was just like, you know, you got a baby in there, you got something in the stomach. But anyway, uh, Coachella, you can check it out. It's streamed live on YouTube, and I'm sure the clips all over the place. So, and it's, it goes until next week, I believe. If I believe that's right. All right. Well, everyone's talking about Starbucks um, and the boycott. So, two. If you haven't heard, last Thursday, two black men were sitting at Starbucks uh, waiting on a business partner to meet with them, and they hadn't ordered any food or anything, and so. You know, people go to Starbucks all the time. I've been there just to work when my internet was down at home. But anyway, they were in there, uh, you know, just waiting on their friend, talking, and one asked if he could use the restroom. The employee said that he could not be only for buying customers. So then she asked him to leave, and they refused to leave, and so she called the police. The police came, 
as as their business partner was coming, the police came in um, and arrested them. And of course, it was caught on video. Everyone was upset in the restaurant. Um, and so, as you know, it, it was in Philadelphia, so a lot of people have been protesting since that day. And today, the store was shut down uh, by one o'clock. Now, the spokesperson for st- the I'm sorry, the uh, CEO of Starbucks was on the news this morning. I believe it was GMA. And he apologized and said that, you know, it was definitely um, uncalled for and, you know, that's not how they operate. Um, but, but you know, the, the people are still protesting and, and it's, it's not looking good. They said they're trying to close it down. What are your thoughts on this? Miss um, Parker, you want to go first? I don't. I don't. When they say when they said trying to close it down, I'm not sure if they're trying to close all Starbucks down. But I know that a lot of the that location that I've been seeing, mm-hmm. that, oh, a lot of the support that I've been seeing has said, um, well, I think it's unfair to boycott Starbucks because they're a franchise. Let me tell you why that doesn't make sense. As a franchise, in order for you to be an owner, there are sets of rules that you must apply to and abide to in contract, right? And so the, 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 the point of a franchise is to be as closely uh, uh, alike to other Operate the same. First, mm-hmm. first part, operating the same as possible. Now, the owner, the, the CEO of, of, of Starbucks claimed that every, some, some stores have local practices. Maybe they need to re, rethink that. Maybe that is the problem. So regardless of whether or not it's owned individually or owned uh, by a corporation, maybe the problem is that they're not really um, following what a franchise uh, model really is. And so regardless of that, that still comes down from, 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 from Facebook, I'm sorry, from Facebook, from um, Starbucks hair, headquarters from, their, from the top because they're not giving the message that says this is not tolerated as a franchise owner or a corporation. And so – I just think, you know, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm tired, Stephen. I'm, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of turning on TV, turning on, you know, my, my Facebook app and seeing another incident where it's just blatant racism. Yeah. It's like, you know, somebody said, no longer lynch us. Um, they can no longer, you know, right. that's all they can, mm-hmm. but that's much. But they find other ways to humiliate us to make sure that we understand that we're not as superior as them. There are other ways that racism is still taking place in this, in this country that's so blatant. That is, it's tiring. Yeah. There's like, there's no can be safe. You can't be safe walking down the street with a candy bar in your hand, your hoodie, and you can't be safe selling cigarettes outside a store. You can't be safe driving your car. You can't be safe anywhere as a black person, especially as a black man. And it's draining. Mm-hmm. It's draining. So constantly yeah. leave your house and think about how you can protect yourself that day. You know, like people, white folks just get up and get dressed and leave. Like they don't have any concern. There are so many things that we have to think of as black people leaving the house that it's it's draining. It's really draining. I'm I'm just tired. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Chica. It, it feeding off what Miss Parker said. It's almost like back in the day when um, there was segregation, and you know the races were separated by the tracks, the railroad tracks. And there used to be the speech that kids used to get, you know, when they had to go to school. If a car pulls up alongside, you turn the opposite way and go the opposite way. Don't talk to strangers. I mean, that stuff still exists. But that whole prepared to be black and in public speech, you know, get get ready to possibly be attacked, that Mm -hmm. speech. It's almost like we have to revisit that. You know, Mm -hmm. not so long ago, um, 
when I was young, there was a, a a thing in Atlanta where they were kidnapping little boys, just the little boys in Atlanta. And there was this protocol that went around, and it was like nationwide for black little boys to be on the alert for people trying to snatch you up. And it was culture shocking. Yeah. And that's where I feel like we are right now. It's deplorable. It really is. Mm-hmm. But yet and still they want us to stand and salute a flag that doesn't even recognize that we're human. Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, what was going to say, I was watching one of the programs and they were showing the footage um, that a customer, you know, had recorded the incident. And someone said that how calm the guys were when they were getting arrested. They weren't fighting back. They weren't, um, you know, resisting. Yeah, and so, yeah and so, well, someone someone said that they probably did what they were trained to do. You know, it's sad that we have to be trained how to be arrested, how to interact yes. with police officers. Um, yep. It's sad. It's sad. And these guys were real estate brokers. They weren't. I mean, it didn't matter what they did, but they, but they, these were professional men. You know what I mean? That were waiting, doing what everyone does: go to Starbucks and wait. And they were waiting for their friend to order. They didn't want to eat without their friend. And um, someone said, you know, the woman, the manager, store manager no longer works at that store. They declined to identify who the employee was. But someone said that she should have been the one on the news with the CEO apologizing to those men, not just the CEO, because they thought well, the CEO. From the, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, from the statement that I read, Starbucks said that she left, and it was a statement from Starbucks that she's no longer with the company, and it was a mutual agreement, a mutual a mutual decision. Mm. What? Yeah. Why, why are you so pressed on making sure that people understand that you didn't fire her? That should, should have been a clear message that said, no, we fired her because that behavior is not tolerated. We mm-hmm. fired her because that's not what we stand for. I saw his, I saw his statement, yes, Starbucks take responsibility, but what about individual responsibility? You're hiring people who are not sensitive to race-related issues, who are blatantly prejudiced and racist. And so that there is an individual responsibility there as well, and that should have been a message to that, those individuals who are in your company that may feel how that woman feels, that, right. no, this is not tolerated. You are fired. You're mm-hmm. out of here, you're I don't, fired. And that's I don't know about anybody else's workplace, but I know that we have to watch videos and actually sign off that we've actually participated in a culture-sensitive. Yeah, uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, switching gears uh, to something not as not as uh, serious. Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion second uh, part two was was last night, and the biggest takeaway from it was uh, Kim and Nene uh, got into it towards the end, and um, there, I guess it's going to continue the part three, the final uh, part ne- next Sunday. Um, Kim says that she will never come back on the show again after the exchanges and stuff that happened. What are your thoughts about these people? Well, I haven't been to them all anyways, but haven't she, haven't she said that before? So, yeah. You know, because I yes, she did. Show, I've, been, I've been watching yes, that she, since I've, uh, I know that we But she did. You know what happened, though, Miss Parker? Huh. Corey doesn't play football anymore, so she had to come back. Right. Somebody need to right. bring in the cash. Exactly, exactly. And she did say on TMZ, uh, this is back before she came back, TMZ asked her would she come back. She said for the right amount of money, she'd do, she would do it. You know what I mean? She said money talks. So I don't think she's not going to come back because, like you said, that's her income. That's her source of income. And um, and her show, you know, they have their own show. It's not as popular as, this, as Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's the number one in the franchise. So 
anyway, if you care about the reunion, uh, part three airs next Sunday. All right, uh, let's take a quick break, come back with more Hot Topics. Right back after this. Thank you. 
Sexy, gorgeous, and beautiful. Everything that we do is rememberable. I'm feeling you from your head down to your toes. Don't have to speak on it, I'm gonna show.
the setting That's the nigga they chasing For the trooper she checking Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you, we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. You can also check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, SoundCloud, you name it. Go to our website for more information. All right, so Khloe Kardashian um, announced that, you know, she gave, she gave birth last week, um, just after the whole rumors came out regarding her baby's father, uh, Tristan Thompson, and she announced that she named they named their daughter True Thompson. Well, she made a statement and said, "Our little girl True Thompson has completely stolen our hearts, and we are overwhelmed with love. Such a blessing to welcome this angel into the family. Mommy and Daddy love you, True." Now, people were, um, you know, because he got caught on video cheating um, just right before she gave birth, and then a video from October came out of him cheating um, in the club, kissing these girls in the club. Um, but he was actually in the delivery room and, um, you know, there when she gave birth, people were asking if that were you, if you were Corey, would you have had him still in the delivery room knowing that he had, you know, these cheating allegations were there with the video and everything? What yes, yes, yes. He is a father. You need to learn how to be mature. First of all, Chloe know who she got. She stole the man from his girlfriend when she was pregnant. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's their business, but. Every woman know who they have. But, yes, I think it was a mature um, decision for her to still have him in there because that's a sheer moment. And um, But, you know, I like the baby name, but I read someone on the comments said, um, the name is cute, but it's, it's bad timing because there's nothing true about nothing going on there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Bad, bad timing. <laughs> it is bad timing. But regardless of that, congratulations. The baby is always a blessing. And I'm yeah. she always wanted a child. Uh, so I'm happy for them, and I'm happy for her particularly because she's always one of the babies. And I think she seemed that they should be a good mommy. So, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. And it ain't gonna be hurt for cash say that right now. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. This story it it, it just is sick to me. Um, Hannah Dickerson, 24 years old, she convinced her parents that she had cancer and that she needed money for treatment. Um, just back in 2012, she said that she needed funding for overseas treatment in Thailand and New Zealand. Her parents, who are farmers, did not did not have the money, but they reached out to friends and family, and uh, they were able to raise over $42,000 for her treatment. Well, she didn't use, she didn't have cancer. She wanted to uh, turn up and party and go overseas with her friends, and so what happened was she had uh, one of the people who contribute to her to the funds they he had just undergone gone his own cancer treatment but transferred up ten thousand dollars for her urgent uh urgent treatment that she needed he then saw pictures of or someone i'm sorry one of the other uh, people who donated saw pictures of hannah on facebook turning up overseas and all that 
And so he contacted the police because he became suspicious. She was arrested, and she was sentenced to three months in jail, and she had to do 12-month community, uh, community corrections and 150 hours community service and undergo treatment and mental health issues and substance abuse. Um, she also had to pay back the money. Um, she was fined more than $400,000 by the federal court. What are your thoughts? I think that's Good so for them. She yeah. needed everything she got. She's a fraud. Mm-mm-mm. That's what yeah, I mean. There are people out here that are actually mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why would you waste that on yourself? You're speaking out of existence. So, Thank you. you know, Thank you. Back around, and, I mean, people are just, if you want to go to Dubai or go wherever and turn up, work for it. Yeah, exactly. We do it all the time. We have regular jobs, and we can travel and do all the stuff we want to do. Get mm-hmm. you a job. Yep. yep. If you can't afford to go on Groupon. Right, something. But why would you do that, especially your family? You know your family's struggling financially. And then you're... Right, you're, there, there are people out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People that really needed the money and need, you know, for treatment and whatnot. And, and cancer's not to play with. You know what I mean? And so, like you said, you know, payback's up. <clears throat> All right. Well, last story. So Mariah Carey, um, well, two things about her. She, you know, she came out last week and, t- and said that she had been um, battling bipolar um, disorder uh, since 2001. You remember when she had that meltdown on T- uh, TRL? Well, around that time she was diagnosed as um, bipolar disease. She finally decided to come out so she could, you know, tell her story and then tell her people. Well, now her former marriage, I don't know if you watched the reality show she had, um, I think it was last year, the year before, she, her manager, Stella, who she later got rid of after the whole uh, New Year's Eve performance, she, she's now suing Mariah for sex, sexual harassment. It says Mariah, oh, no. Carey's former manager, uh, Mariah Carey's former manager claims that she repeatedly sexually harassed by the singer because Mariah was constantly naked in front of her. TMZ is reporting oh, wow. this. They said, but Mariah calls allegations baseless. Now, they said that Stella Stouffer, that's her name, filed documents putting Carey's team on notice of a lawsuit coming, and now this is what it's all about. They're told that Stella is claiming Mariah uh, rarely wore clothes around her and was not only naked but did sexual things in Stella's presence. They said that Stella will also allege Mariah has a substance abuse problem and fails to take her meds for her bipolar disorder. Just last week, Mariah revealed that she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in 2001, but Stella claims that's just a small part of her problems. Furthermore, Stella will claim that she was unfairly fired in the middle of a three-year contract and is still due a ton of cash, still giving Mariah an opportunity to make things right before the lawsuit is filed. A rep from Mariah Carey told TMZ, if, the frivolous, it, if this frivolous and baseless claim is filed, they will defend against it vigorously and successfully. What are your thoughts? But you, Steve, you remember when you made me watch that show with you? Uh-huh. Over there when we had, we had a yeah. Friday night in. Yeah. And, and you made me watch that show, and I said, uh-huh. that woman's a user. I yes. said she's a user. Mm-hmm. I said she does not have Mariah's best interest at heart. I said she's just in it for the money, and just yep. to be on TV because Mariah had that show. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she she she's one of those people who who will use whatever she can get or whoever she can get her hands uh, her her self close to yeah. to benefit. 
Mm-hmm. Like she was enabling Mariah. She she wasn't she wasn't making any decisions that made any sense or made Mariah look good in that show. She was enabling her instead of being a manager and saying, you know what, that doesn't, you know what, Mariah, that sounds like a good idea, but let's go this route. As a manager, she encouraged her to, to make herself look so foolish on that show. Mm-hmm. I was baffled. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. regarding her filing a lawsuit, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I think she was in there just use Mariah, and then now she can't use Mariah anymore. She's out of there. But I've always known Mariah had mental illness. Yeah, you said that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that yeah. On, on the post, she said, um, she said um, yeah, that's not news to us. Right. Everyone's always known that, but I think I'm proud. What, what this is, and I made fun of her behaviors before because I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of her and, you know, how over the top she acts. All right. Now, I'm really proud of the fact that she's come out because I think it needs to be said in our community that it's okay to say, you know what, I haven't been well. My behavior mm-hmm. hasn't hasn't been um, as 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 healthy and as positive because I'm going through this. I think right. sometimes we're so quick to just write people off and say, you know what, they're crazy, but not really understand what they're going through. So I think the more black people are able to come out, people in our community are able to come out and say, I suffer from mental illness. The more understanding that we're all going to gain because trust me, we need it. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. easy to deal with mental illness. We need as much understanding towards mental illness in the community as we can. So I'm, I'm, in that instance. I'm happy that she came out and said it, but I think I've, most people have already known something was up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. TK? Uh, yeah, it's the same. We all knew that Mariah was little Tata. And <laughs> I'm glad that she came out with it, but I'm just curious as to why all of a sudden, because she was never really trying to talk about it before. So there's a reason why she brought it to the limelight now. Well, what could, could have been the case is that this she, this, this, this lawsuit was coming up, right? But I will say this: I agree with Miss um, Parker about Stella. Now, I saw an interview. Patty Labelle. This was maybe this was a few months ago. Patty Labelle was on Watch What Happens Live, and you know, Patty Labelle is Mariah Carey's industry godmother. And so Anne, right. Anderson Cooper asked Patty Labelle something about Mariah, and she said, "Oh, Mariah's going to be fine. Have you seen her lately? She's doing great because she's doing her Christmas concerts." Well, mm-hmm. she said the problem with Mariah at the time was the people around her. And she said, trust me, because I, th- I know them. I know them. And mm. so, um, and then if you remember after the whole New Year's um, Eve uh, situation, her, um, it was her, it was, he, he was a background dancer for years, but he, she, he promoted, she promoted him to her creative director. He was on the show too, his reality show. She fired him after that, uh, that performance because she said that she's used to having her background singers beside her when she's singing, and he had moved them off mm-hmm. the stage. And so she felt whatever. But he even said when he got fired that it's the people that work for Mariah that allows things to happen the way it goes. So it's interesting that Mariah ended up firing Stella, and now Stella's coming back. Um, which I'm not surprised because on the show they didn't know each other two years. She had like she was her best friend, we're sisters. How? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. 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 Wow. Well, I'm I'm proud of Mariah for coming out about the bisexual. Regardless, if she was forced to do it or she did it, you know, because again, like Miss Parker said and Chike did, bipolar. Can, you said bisexual. Oh, I'm sorry. Bipolar. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Bipolar. Bipolar. Um, well, but she it, running around naked in front of Stella. She may be bisexual. Who knows? You know, Mariah. Right. She may be, but we should make sure to clarify that before. Right. Mariah, <laughs> you know she was a leotard all the time. Anyway, uh, wish, her, wish her the best uh, luck. And, you know, she says she's doing well with her treatment and everything. So uh, 
Mr. Carey, keep doing your thing. All right, listen. Love you, Mimi. Yes. <laughs> Ms. Parker, thank you so much for our topics. Have a great week, and I'll see you in two weeks. And, Chike, I'll see you in our movie reviews. Yes, sir. All right, have a great week. All right. Right back after this. It's your only option Show them how to go, girl Cause you do it flawless She be like He be like My headache be like Rip your tongue tonight And we on Show them how it's done When your back is in the corner Bet your dream is number one She be like He be like I be like Yeah, 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 yeah Let me start this anthem up proper from poverty, I still finish college Do it all, keep my face, stay shining Cause your boy right here is a soldier Back to the music, telling you why I do it For my brother, his daughter, my dreams stick to it I lost a few on the way, miss them all the time Better keep the memories alive on the music Thought I wouldn't do it, I thought I couldn't do it Thought I wouldn't do it I couldn't do it, thought I wouldn't do it And I couldn't do it, watch me do it, do it, do it Show her how to move like it's your only option Show them how to go, girl, cause you do Team now, my more trees, more lean now. I'm heating 
up, I got steam now. This real shit, it ain't a dream now. I moved up and got paid quick. YH, who I stayed with. And this here look beautiful, like the baddest bitches I laid with. They thought I wouldn't do it. They thought that I would quit. Can't take no losses, I'm a boss. Tell all y'all bosses I'm the shit. Y'all boys so up, but I'm a hit. Got no time to talk, I'm getting rich. Can't hear y'all talking like I'm deaf. And I kill no coffin with the shit. Show Why? Them how to move like it's your only option. Show them how to go, girl. Cause you do it flawless. She be like, he be like, my haters be like, rep your town tonight. And we on. Show them how it's done. When your back is in the corner, but your dream is number one. She be like, he be like, I be like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
still ain't nothing behind that. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is no stranger to the show. Please help me welcome back the very talented Ricardo Grimm. Welcome to the show. Man, what's going on, brother? Thanks for having me again, y'all. Definitely appreciate it. Definitely appreciate your time. And a lot has happened since the last time you've been on here. Last time you were here, we called you Bread Bra. Now we're calling you Ricardo Grimm. Right, right. What's the story behind that? I mean, really, it's simple. I, um, I, I, I was going by cornbread for a long time, which is just something that my granny called me. Um, it's a nickname, man. And right. Through some after the Def Jam situation, I um through an other artist named Cornbread uh, from Texas. So I just decided, you know, short of the bread, bruh. And recently, um, I got to another label situation uh, with a certain artist out of Nashville, and we were talking. And he was like, "Man, what's your real name again?" And I told him. I was like, you know, what's interesting, man, you know, with the music that I do, I should probably just use my real name, Ricardo. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, why don't you just do that? And I was like, yeah, I've been trying to do that. But, yeah, so that's how it all came. Okay. My real name, Ricardo Grimm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have a very interesting story. You've done a lot um, and experienced a lot in this industry. Tell us a little bit about your, 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 you know, your upbringing, your coming up. Um, yeah, so I, I've always loved music, um, and art, photography, um, but I, as far as hip-hop and music in general, I guess, you know, just listening to my father's music, my brother's music, my pop's Dominican, so he played a lot of metal, but he also played a lot of hardcore hip-hop, but mm-hmm. playing Black Sabbath and playing Ghetto Boys. Yeah. You know, just as a kid, listening to that little brown kid, listening to you know, Tupac and Ghetto Boys was nothing out of the ordinary, but listening to Sabbath and Deep Purple and a Megadeth, it was like, oh, wow, this brown yeah. kid listening to Marilyn Manson. I've <laughs> always been kind of an outcast within that. Right. Um, just coming up and doing deals and, you know, meeting different people, doing label situations and trying to express that to them. Like, this is the artist I am. I grew up on heavy metal, yeah. hardcore hip-hop. A lot of them didn't get it, which I didn't get because, you know, we had Ice-T's band, Body Count. Right. Um, you know, they were out way before I was even, you know, thought of um, mm-hmm. in the late 80s, early 90s. So I didn't understand why they didn't see the marriage of heavy metal or hard rock and hip-hop. When we had a lot of examples, even Run DMC and um, Aerosmith, I believe, um, you know, they mashed it. Yeah, up. they did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know... I think most labels just wanted me to be a straight trap rapper, straight hood rapper. Mm-hmm. But what has always been in me brewing is the marriage of hardcore hip-hop and heavy metal. Um, and, it's, and it's also because of the different things I've been through as a kid and a teenager. I felt like the metal allowed me to explore some of the darker parts of my life and of my mind that 
were too taboo for hip hop. Right, right, yeah. You know, to touch on, which is crazy because we had a whole song called "My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me" by the Exactly, <laughs> which was about <laughs> mental disease. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So, yeah, yeah. How, how don't y'all understand this is tab- I can't talk about schizophrenia. I mean, what right, you build, right. Man? talk about so yeah you know like but the higher ups man they really take too kindly to that and i think you know a few of them told me like you know because your image and you know you you can really be this you know real dope trap rapper like you got the look you got the and i'm mm-hmm. like well, what's the look like i don't, right. I don't get it like right. do you know what i look at when i see, look in the mirror i don't see what you see <laughs> right. i don't see what you see and there are people out here that feel the same way like we don't right, exactly we don't see Y'all might see, man, and, and we need a voice. We need a voice. Yeah. Yeah. So how is important of it for you to keep your own originality, you know, of the musical background that you had, the music you grew up with, and not doing what the labels and what everyone was expecting you to do? How is it important well, that you do that? Man, it's, it's really important, but, you know, I'm not going to lie. Initially, um, I made artistic sacrifices yeah. just because I'm like, I got to get in the door. Like, exactly. I get in the door. Exactly. Y'all want me to write these type of records for these people. Initially, I was writing like hooks for other artists. Yeah. Y'all want me to do this. Y'all want me to do this. All right, cool. When I get in, I'm going to just show y'all exactly who it is, this Ricardo Grimm, this what's inside me. But um, throughout those years of not being able to really do the music I wanted to do, man, it just tore me apart. Yeah. yeah. It tore me down, man. It tore me apart. It ripped me apart, man. And um, I would say to any artist out there, like, and that's why I don't really judge new artists that are coming out and whatever, they, mm-hmm. whatever they're doing. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, if that's what's in you to do, for real, for real, if that's really what's in you, and right. then do it. I, I can't say nothing to you about it. But, but if it ain't, then it's going to tear you apart. Yeah. I know from yeah. first-hand experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's very important to be honest with yourself. Exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, to a certain extent, it's a facade. To a certain extent, yeah. it's a gimmick. Yeah. And those things aren't bad, being gimmick, being a gimmick or being a facade, because, you know, it's in this world of art, you get on your stage and you perform, and then you go back home and you do kind of regular things. But being true to the art is being honest with yourself and saying, all right, I'm comfortable in my own skin, comfortable enough to do exactly what I really want to do, despite what anybody else is telling me. Right. Despite what anybody, if, if all I am is a mumble rapper, and that's all I am, and that's all I really want, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be honest with me. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, 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 and with that will come growth, too. With that will come growth, Exactly. Too, right? Exactly. When you're honest with you. It doesn't really. It doesn't even matter what, what transpires because you're you're gonna be honest with everything else that you do when you're honest with you. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's actually a really good message because you do see a lot of artists when they first come out. You know, initially they're kind of gimmicky, especially yeah. these days. And then they'll come on their second, third album or, or project, and you you see, oh, okay, this person actually is dope. You know what I mean? They they do what they have to do to get in the door, but then they kind of I guess blossom into themselves, but. Yeah. It, it's hard being something you're not. It's hard being something you're not. It yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I, yeah. I can identify in, our, in other artists because I've seen myself in it. Like I've been like the dope boy rapper on stage yeah. that 
and knowing I ain't a dope boy. Like out yeah, right. I'm in the trap, yeah, there's some, some things I I've been through through addiction and, you know, mm-hmm. some other legal situations. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. But yeah. I was never a dope boy. Like I didn't sell dope. That wasn't right. my, my MO. Um yeah. you know, I ain't down to them, but I did some other things. So right. I, I, I was I've caught myself in the past on stage, like, man, I'm up here like like I'm really I'm that Jeezy. I'm that Jeezy. Yeah. Jeezy the snowman. I'm up here, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I'm that dude, but I ain't. And this record is, is saying that I'm that guy, but I know I ain't. And then you right. got to go back off stage to the green room, and you got to deal with folk. And then you're like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? they like, man, well, what's up, man? What you got for the load, though? Well, you the plug? You the like, plug. I know huh? you know the plug. I'm like, man, <laughs> you know, you I don't know, right? And right. you get alone. And that when it get real, real when you get alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now you got to deal with you. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I like what you said in your bio. You were talking about how, you know, you went through a, a rough time in your life um, after a series of things have happened and you kind of got caught up in some stuff. But then you said that you turned it around, but you said the first thing you had to do was forgive yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, yeah, man, you know, like being addicted to drugs and alcohol and just the whole culture of, you know, the streets. Um, mm-hmm. I, I knew that I hurt people around me. All right, um, yeah. I did wrong to people around me, mostly indirectly, but nonetheless. But uh, I, it took me a while to realize that I was hurting myself, too. So mm-hmm. I, was, I was unintentionally and intentionally hurting myself, too. And then I started to hate myself mm. because of that. And it's it's a weird kind of crazy cycle because you're like, well, it's you. How are you hating you? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's self-hate. That's self-hate, yeah. I was about to say self-hate, yeah. So I was yeah. able to look in the mirror and honestly say, like, look, bro, I forgive you for what you've done to you. That's others. good. I forgive you for what you've done to yourself. Until then, man, I honestly... You know, I probably had been removed from drugs and alcohol about a good two, three weeks before when I made that conscious statement to myself to forgive myself that I feel like this whole, like, ton of bricks just lift off my back. Yeah, that weight was gone. That weight was gone. At that point, at that point when I when I chose to do one of the hardest things that I, I could have possibly ever come up against was the idea of having to forgive myself because bro i hated myself bro Mm. i hated what i had become i hated what i had done to other people and when i say that i mean it like it didn't feel good at all and i didn't want to live you know or have brushes with suicide and and all that Mm. because it didn't feel good when you get in the moments when you alone. You got to deal with them four walls staring at right. you. Right, look yourself in the mirror. Yeah, because you knew that wasn't you. Yeah, I knew it wasn't me. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew, you know, I got I ain't perfect and all, but I knew. But this wasn't me, man. So I hated myself, bro. And right, so right. I, I said, you know what? I forgive you, man. <laughs> like I forgive you. I really do, honestly. What made um, you get to that point, though? What made you get to the point where you could that you obviously you got clean. But what, got, what made you get to the point where you could say to myself, I need to forgive myself so I can move on? I, okay, so I realized, like, okay, I'm sober now a week or so. I ain't had no drink. I ain't had no cocaine. I ain't had no pills. I, ain't, I don't feel a lot different, though. I still feel like, shh, 
trash. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why well, I still feel so bad? It's not withdrawal. What, what's going on? Like, I'm, and then and then a buddy of mine who's going to Narcotics Anonymous means with me, like, hey, that's them invisible drugs you still hooked to, bro. You yeah. Still mm-hmm. invisible drugs. And I was like, what you talking about? He like, I mean, guilt. Yeah. You, you, how much guilt did you drink today? You know what I'm guilt, saying? Guilt, shame, yeah. yeah. How yeah. much shame did you mm-hmm. smoke today? I'm like, that's how he gave it to me. Yeah. I'm like, how much guilt did I drink? How much shame did I snort? Are you serious? He like, yeah, it's invisible drugs. That's the real drug. Until you get rid of them, I don't care what pill or drink you don't take or coke you don't snort, ain't nothing going to change, bro. Right. It's true. So when I started dealing with the invisible drugs, I started to find things like guilt, like shame, like lust, like depression, like, I mm-hmm. mean, just so many things. And I'm like, wow. Oh, I got to deal with this, man. Huh, I got to identify this. I got to say, what do I feel guilty about? Why do yeah. I feel guilty? And yeah. I had to identify it. And when I identified why I felt guilty, why I felt shame, ashamed, uh, uh, why I was depressed, why, oh, oh, okay, so all the fingers sort of point back to me anyway. Wow, wow. And, and at that moment, it's like, you know, another weekend went by, and I was literally, like, in a room. Um, I want to say I was still, yeah, I was in Philadelphia. I was in a room in one of my buddy's studios, and he had a mirror up there. And I still, at this point, not been able to look in the mirror, but I caught myself looking. And I always wow. felt fingers pointing back at me, not just me in the mirror, just other fingers behind me mm-hmm. my own. And I'm identifying, like, that's that's all the invisible drugs. That's all that shame, that's all that guilt, that's all that pain, that's all that depression, that's all that, I, I, everything I was addicted to that what most people won't readily identify as drugs. And then I said, you know what, I got to get rid of it, man. I got to kick this. And the only way to really kick it is to forgive myself for the things that I'm pointing the fingers at myself for. Yeah, exactly. Break down, like I had to make. You know, you go to people to make amends. Like my bad, I'm sorry I did that. Or you know, to you, to your mother, my mama, I, I apologize for this. To your brother, your sister, to your wife, your kids. Yeah, you have to make those amendments too. But until you get to you, until you get to you and make the amendments with you, um, it, it, nothing's going to change. And with right. I, I actually made that that happen. Like you asked the question, like identifying what the invisible drugs were and then going to them, going to those sources mm-hmm. for real. Yeah, and down with them, and down with them. So so when when all this was going on, uh, you know, to the lows and then bring, you know, forgiving yourself and coming back to, to Ricardo is, where was music and all that? How did music play a uh, role in that? Man, it's interesting. Um, I'm such a Gemini when it comes to art and um, I guess I should just elaborate just a little bit. Like, I'm a Gemini, and I'm born on the 2nd of June, and for anybody that, you know, likes or deals with, you know, Zodiacs. It's My like, sister's a Gemini, so I, I kind of <laughs> <Yeah>, understand. <laughs> Gemini, man, it's really weird when it comes to the music and the art, because one thing, like the music and the art is a release for me, then the mm-hmm. other side is kind of torturous. Mm. Um painful at times too because once again like I got to deal with if I'm going to be honest with myself I got to really deal with some stuff that I might not want people to know right um, so music was all around me going through this you know and I actually wrote uh, 
a song called um, Suicidal Thoughts. We did a mm. video for it. Um, and throughout the video, you know, it was using drugs and drinking and all that. And it was all fake stuff, but the, everything else was just so real. Like the right. gun, oh, the moments of, you know, the attempted suicide. It was all actual. It's something that I'd been through before. I tried mm. to suicide and the gun jammed. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So music was right there, and uh, my buddy, uh, rest in peace, Snoop, man, hey, my my dog, um, mm. shot the video, um, and you know, doing the whole thing, like, you know, my managers, Dex and Mir, V, and the producer Scott and Dame at the time, and Snoop were like, man, you okay? Like, you really going through it? And I'm like, cause this is an act, like this is real, and even within doing the record, performing the record, and and and, and Doing the music, it was so painful because I'm like, I, I, I'm this is this is being honest and it's raw, mm-hmm. it hurts, and you know they really they really didn't understand. Of course, they supported me, but they didn't really understand what I was going through. Right. Um, I, I kind of stepped back maybe for a week and didn't go to the studio, didn't write anything. I ain't even listening to nothing, man. Um, and I had to kind of remove myself from it because when I'm in a musical realm, like I feel like I, I got to be honest, I got to be transparent. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. To give it right now, and when you're honest and transparent, you you you're open, like you you don't have a guard up, and and I'm really sensitive to energies and people's spirits and things like that. So what happens is I can feel pain. I can feel other people's pain, hmm. and I'm going through my own. And when I'm in musical environments, I let my guard down. And I feel everything. Like I'm so wow. wow. So the music, like even even now, like a lot of people, are like man, you know, I haven't heard so much. I haven't heard a lot from you. I haven't. I'm like, yeah, I know. I I, I understand. You you might not, but I understand. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at an artist like a Lauren Hill, like a Andre Three Thousand, exactly, exactly. They're Gemini's too. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Kanye West. Yeah, yeah. Gemini. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. We we have these this this like this crazy thing when it comes to the art man because we're so like you know Biggie and Pac were like we're so just like ah oh, man the art is a savior to me but it's also really painful. Mm, Double edged sword. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say uh, Jay Z. You met him uh, you years ago in L.A. Reed, and they both said oh. you a star. You are a star. When you look back at everything you've gone through, the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, and where you are today, when you look back, what do you tell your your younger self? Wow. That's a really good question. I've never had that question asked to me before, bro. But what I would tell my younger self, don't do anything different because you've changed and your journey has been for a reason. Don't yeah. do anything different, and and I know it even stings as I say that. Let me be let me keep it one hundred. It stings as I say that because I'm like, man, if I'd have made this decision or that decision, this would have went this way or that way. But I'm thinking about it like, you know what? Nah, don't don't change anything you. Yeah, yeah. Don't change anything you did because that one change to alter the whole change it all. Right, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. Right now, you know what yeah. I'm saying. And you got your wife and your kids, and you know y'all out in the country right now. And if you would have made that one decision right there, I mean, yeah, you, you might have been right. Beverly Hills 
Exactly, exactly. exactly. Find them and then jumping out of the window you know, <laughs> after yeah. an overdose or something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I was, because it's easy to go and say, hey, man, you know, you should have. I should have done this, I should have done that. Not been drunk right. on stage that night. You should have mm-hmm. not been high in the meeting for, the, right. for, that, for that record. And, eh, no, no, I wouldn't change anything. Because you know what, bro? Everything I've been through, quote unquote good, quote unquote bad, has built my resolve too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy in hindsight to say, "My, you know, you shouldn't have pissed him off." Because if you wouldn't have pissed him off, you would have been here. Yeah, it's easy to assume that. But no, if I didn't piss him off, then I could have been in a whole different situation. Exactly. What yeah. told me anyway? Like the universe is always going to conspire in your favor. I feel when you have genuine intention mm-hmm. and. You know, I'm 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 gonna stick with that, man. It's funny because it's still stinging us to say that, like, man, I would I could change this. I should have changed that, but nah, nah. I but I think I think it's natural to want to change the things that we felt could have been different, but it would have changed who we are today. You know what I mean? And the fact that you seem like you're such in a much better place, um, and yet you got your family. You said one thing. You said keep your family and your team. You know, good people around you. It's like you have that now. And you know, if it would have, if like you said, if it would have happened a different way, you may not be where you are today. Had that peace that you have today. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like, yeah, maybe I would have been, you know, on a world tour mm-hmm. and, and, and still out here like every day humping with it. And, right. But then. But if I didn't, I, I probably wouldn't have Dex and Mir and V. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm surrounded by vultures I know don't like me and just mm-hmm. robbing me and they just there. But, you know, I'm a big artist that everybody right. else thinks. But I'm going yeah. through all these eternal things like you see, like like Lil Wayne going through. Exactly. Well, different artists we can identify and say, damn, what happened, homie? Mm-hmm. messed up. We thought mm-hmm. it was all good. You know, yeah. so if I would say to my, my younger self, like, look, bro, hey, listen, man. Like Nas said, the world is yours, bro. Like, just just keep on keeping on, regardless. Exactly. All I would say. Exactly. All I would say. Wow. Well, you got a definitely powerful story, and I appreciate you being so candid here tonight. But I do want to talk about your music. Your uh, uh, recent release was Click Clack. Tell us about that. Click Clack, yeah. So, um, once again, thanks for having me on the show. Most definitely. Thank you for being just so open and real. Definitely appreciate it. I think click clack is just something that, once again, I had to be honest. Like mm-hmm. that was one of them records where it's like I don't really have to go deep into the metaphor of what the right. record is or nothing, or even the lifestyle. But I had never given my fans a record about you know what I was in the streets. Like you know, uh, I I allegedly <laughs> I allegedly mm-hmm. dealt with weapons. So um, to be Honest, there was a conversation I had with one of my cousins about the record before I released it. I had okay. sent it to him. He was like, "Cuz, now you can't put this out, bro." I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I hear you, but you know, I gotta be 100." He like, "I hear you, but that's not what we doing. Like, you can't do this one, bro." And I'm like, "Man, it's just you gotta be honest." I mean, I'm yeah. delving into. I ain't putting people name on. I'm just saying this me and this who it is. Click clack is. This <laughs> is all these ratchets. That's what we do. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I don't want you to put it out. So I did it anyway, um, <laughs> because I think that it's a 
hood record, but it's also a, a record that was honest for me. Now, the other side to it is, well, do you condone gun violence? Do you condone, you know, kids shooting or not? No, I don't, but Ice Cube ain't never made me shot nobody either. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. Like, Black Sabbath ain't never made me eat no bats on stage. Right, 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 right. That was going right. to be my decision. Now, do I think there's some different regulations and all that? We can get to the gun discussion and all that, mm-hmm. but for art's sake and honest with myself as an artist, I think the Click Clack record was important for my fan base and for me. And for right. me to just get out and say, you know what, I'm not, you know what, bro? I didn't even think about, I, I was just rapping. I ain't write it down or nothing. I said, put the beat on. I'm going to just go off the top. Oh, like, wow. Usually, okay. I don't write anyway, but I'll give okay. myself time to gather when I'm coming up with lines. This one, it just, it was so fluid. It just mm-hmm. came right out. And yeah. um, that's why you can, like a J or, or, you know, just different people that don't write, um, it sounds like it's a conversation. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Like, hey, man, I, like you sitting here talking to me right now. That's what it sounds like. And yeah. That's how that's how the Click Clack record um, sounded. And then sonically with the beat, it kind of made me go there. Um, when the beat, when, when I heard the beat from Scott and Dame, I was like, huh, I know what this is saying to me. Well, let me say it back to it. And even in the studio, like, bro, you want to you wanna go there? You want to talk about <laughs> ratchets? Like, right. <laughs> I keep it 100. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 on this one, man. I'm not going anywhere else. This one right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Dex and Mir, and they were like, Are you, you sure? We, we like it, but you sure? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I know, it's, you know, to some it might think it's a risk, but, you know, I, I'll let you know, like, I'm not involved in any type of legal situations right now. I'm far right. removed, so... You know, right. talking about things in an artistic manner, being the urban CNN that we're supposed to be. Yeah, let's talk about it. Because here's another thing is when you give them a record like that, then they feel like, hey, man, I, I could listen to homie. And then you slip in other things like putting the medicine and the applesauce on them. But right, they're not, right. they're not going to take it too much if it's just too preachy. That's why I like rappers like Chance. Mm-hmm. And all Even though I ain't mm-hmm. Christian. I understand and I totally get and totally support what them boys is doing because they putting the medicine and the applesauce for them. Exactly. You don't exactly. even know you listen to the gospel rap. Right. You listen, you listen to the gospel and ain't know it. <laughs> you turned up in the club. Guess what? It slaps too. It's yeah. lit. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. man. Right. Doing it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So that's, I like that. that's the ratchet record. Like, I had to be haunted. I had to be haunted. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Listen, tell everybody where they can keep up with you. I mean, well, first of all, work, are you working on new music? Do you have more more that we can look forward to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I had um, I got in a situation where I did another label deal, and then uh, I actually walked away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I completed a whole album in Nashville last year. Um, okay. I had to walk away from the situation. So um, we just put out an EP uh, a few months Yeah, last year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Christmas called Sin, Sacrifice is Necessary. Yeah. Um, released a few singles off that, and then um, just most recently, the Click Clack record, um, we're going to do some visuals for these records, and okay. I'm, in the, I'm in the process of actually putting together these short horror films that I had written over the years, because that's another thing I do, right? Horror. Okay, so yeah. These short horrors, we're going to shoot those, and while I'm doing that, I'm working on the kind of re-recording of the album I did last year, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, I most definitely. I had that music. I don't have any access to it, though, because of the way the situation mm-hmm. went. So 
I got to go in the studio and recreate it all again. And it's hardcore hip-hop and heavy metal. Um, and the album, I, you know, I'll let you know um, soon what the title's going to be, but I think you're going to like it. Um, okay. I hope you will. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. <laughs> going to deal with some things like i said or are, are, are not being touched on since we had ghetto boys you know mind playing tricks on me yeah, yeah. different psychological um mental disease um different things that go on in, in the black and brown communities that we just don't really talk That's about not discussed exactly yeah it's exactly. like taboo i mean we'll we'll show the symptoms of it like we're on right. all these pharmaceuticals in our videos uh-huh but we ain't telling uh-huh. them why we on xanax or why we on circuit or why right we're just like right. it's cool to do it to get high. No, mm-hmm. this is why you were prescribed Ritalin when you were seven. Right. Let's, no. let's talk about it. I agree. So, I agree. Yeah, and that's that's what we're gonna do, and that's why, like on my gram and my Twitter, you'll see like, and I know you've seen it. It's it's dark mm-hmm. to some people, but yeah. here I go. Here I go. It's only dark, or whatever evil, whatever people want to call it, is because you're identifying something in yourself that you're uncomfortable with. Mm. When I tell people that, they, it's hard for them to wrestle with. Like, a friend of mine, she followed me on Instagram, she's like, man, I just got <laughs> following you. She's like, you know me, homie. Like, I don't understand. Like, right. you really know me, but it just scared me. I'm like, it scares you. Yes. I'm like, okay, so you got to identify what is you you're afraid of from yourself then. Mm. That's, see, it's, for me, it's a, a, a whole psychological, social study. All this okay. stuff. Okay. So okay. This is going to match the music, of course. Um, and, and, and you know, I, I like the people to go ahead and interpret it the way they want. But I'm definitely exploring certain things on purpose. It's purposeful. Um, and and I will hope that when they hear it, they know that they have a voice too in this music. Right. That's exactly. What I want to know, that they got yeah. a voice. Like you know, you you don't have to feel like, dang, every rapper sound like this or doing this, or, and mm-hmm. I have no type of, I can't resonate with it. Yeah, it, well, you can resonate with me, because, you know, Big Sean has an audience, Drake has an audience, yep. Rhapsody has an audience, yep. Kendrick has an audience, Cardi has an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I, want, I, want, I want folk to feel like the next generation to come after me and say, hey, I got an audience, too. Most definitely, most definitely. We'll call it to everybody where they can keep up with you on social media, your website, all that. Oh, yeah. Um, so the website is uh, ricardogram.com. That's R-I-C-A-R-D-O-G-R-I-M-M.com. Um, and all, all the music's on there, uh, mm-hmm. like iTunes and Spotify. And um, there's merchandise on there, too, if they want. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Like on Instagram, I'm uh, R-I-C-A-R-D-O dot G-R-I-M-M. Um, I'm not sure what my Twitter and Tumblr are. They might be the same. I think they are the same. Um, but yeah, you know, folk can follow me there or or not, or you know, <laughs> or if they see me out and they recognize the mask, they can be like, whoa, whoa, yo, you were called a grim? And I'm like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right. Now, who's that? <laughs> you know, and that's the great thing about wearing a mask too, man. Like, you know, folk don't know. Like, I was at you know a couple festivals and. People walking by me, and I've heard them say, like, you you know somebody named Ricardo Grimm? I'm like, no. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I heard them. I'm just right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, just take, I just take photos. Like, I literally, <laughs> one show I had in Nashville was in New Orleans. I walked around the crowd taking photos of the people that were coming there to see me perform. They oh, wow. They didn't even know it was you. 
Yeah. And then I did the show, got off stage, and was still walking around, and nobody could identify me, and that was dope. I was yeah. Like, Yo, this is awesome, man. Like, That's crazy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about being famous. Right, like, I yeah. I don't really yeah. care about it. Y'all keep it rolling stone on magazines and all that. Like, you know, I want the music to touch somebody. I want the music yeah. to change somebody's outcome. That's a real artist right there. Yeah. Ricardo, man, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I wish you continued success with your your music, everything you're doing. And thank you for telling your story, being so raw and honest with you. I'm sure that somebody listening tonight is definitely going to be, you know, it's going to help them and encourage them. So thank you. Man, appreciate you. I appreciate you, you know, Throughout the years, always supporting me, you know, yeah. having me on again. Like, this is a major salute, and it's really big for me. It really is, especially just keep it 100, and I hate to be long-winded, especially at a time when my life was sometimes, I'm, I've been feeling that Dex, my manager in the mirror, they'll tell you, like, he's getting down on himself again. He's getting down on himself again because he feels like ain't nobody there listening. Ain't nobody there listening. No, no, no. You got a story to tell. Oh, I mean, yeah. I really appreciate it. Bro. Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. Listen, for more information about Ricardo Grimm, go to our website, thestephenaishow.com, and we'll be right back after this. Absolutely.
Outside, I'll leave your mouth wide open and don't make the whole crowd move like rah, rah, with around my dude. Yeah. From the low end to the wild, wild too. Yeah. Hunters and these youngest, they be gunning and be stunting. Ain't no pump, nobody smiling at you, huh? It'll go down, my dude. Without a word or a sound, my dude. South, out west, they will clown out too. Bring out that cannon for nicks. Demanding your shit while you panic and flinching. You standing and pissing and vanishing, dipping. Go dance with a chicken and laugh at that lick that they hit real quick. These dudes wild out too, huh? You know now, my dude. The look of the street is a frown, my dude. Don't work, you don't eat, stay from round, they food. The hunger, the feast is shot town, don't snooze. The heat of that bang of that hammer, these tools. They using the war on the street and there's few who live by that. Don't die by that, that's fact. It's Chirac, I'm from that, from that, from that. From the Midwest, homie, this is life. We do it the best, yeah, we do it right. We keep up in these streets, yeah, from day to night. Y'all know where we be, yeah, you know we rep that. That 312, yeah, that we the city. That 312, yeah, my head is swimming. That 312, yeah, that we the city. That three one two, yeah, my head is swimming. It's Chirac, my hitter. Yeah, the best city on the map, my hitters. Yeah. Know a couple spots that'll leave a fucking shot by the talent that we got, so watch them hitters. Yeah, watch yeah. We on top, my hitters. The women we got, they be hot. They be hot. Traffic be moving, now stop. Now stop. Middle finger to the cops. It's different every block. But we still cream of the crop. Summer's by the lake, keep a bucket feeling great. And them Jordan number eights, it'll pop. It'll People move here by the flock to get the festivals, food in the spots. Forget the tickets be costing a lot. But it's the home of Jazz House be pop with the bulls the bears and white socks can't miss the yeah. legends and pips that we got with the yeah. best of the best in hip-hop whether you like it or not yeah. it's the yeah. crucial yeah. conflict cycle drama and twister yeah. comic kanye lupe lupe buck j fred g king louis do or die it's the shot the shot from the midwest homie this is life we do it the best yeah we do it right we keep up in these streets yeah from day to night Y'all know where we be, yeah, you know we rep that. 
That 312, yeah, that wind is city. That 312, get my head is with me. That 312, yeah, that wind is city. That 312, get my head is with me. Welcome back to the Stephen I Show. Chicken Adam, how's it going? Hey, how are you? Doing good, doing good. How's uh, Adam? What's going on in your world? Uh, nothing much, you know. I uh, I did a quick trip to Atlanta. I'm sorry I missed you. I uh, it was one of those very brief trips where you know you don't uh-huh. have enough time to to breathe. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, I felt like you would have bailed on me anyway. So well, I wasn't in town anyway. <laughs> oh, well, how convenient. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was in Dallas. <laughs> Okay, well, it was good, though. You know, it was raining on Sunday in the city. Well, you don't know, but uh, Saturday was nice, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did that, yeah. and then uh, back in D.C. Well, welcome back. Glad you had a safe trip, and hope you got to see your family and everybody. Yep. All right. CK, what's going on in the world of movie reviews? I'll let you take it away. So, uh, in the world of movie reviews, I saw three films. Um, two of them are theater releases, and one of them is a Netflix series. So we'll start with uh, Tyler Perry's Acrimony, which stars Taraji P. Henson and Lyric Bent, and a, I, I hope I pronounced her name correctly, Asiana Alexis. And so this movie uh, follows a couple relationship, Taraji and uh, Lyric's characters, um, through the college years. Basically, um, her sticking behind him, and he's trying to follow his dreams. He's, he's building toward the future. And she's being the dutiful girlfriend, which turns into the dutiful wife, which then turns into something else <laughs> later on in the movie. Um, of course, I don't want to give too much away, um, but it is a story about exactly what the name of the movie is, Acrimony. No one knows what acrimony means. This resentment, uh, ill will, um, resentment, all that. So you can only imagine with Tyler Perry, uh, the storyline and how it goes. Um, major twist toward the end. And I have to say, this movie was good. Tyler Perry uh, does put out some good feature films every so often. And um, this one was good. Um, however, you know how I feel about movies in the theater and them being just good. You have to be, for me, you just have to be a little bit more than good because I'm traveling to the theater, I'm paying the ticket, you know, I'm probably getting snacks, you know, the whole shebang to come see a good movie. I can see a good movie at home. This movie, not taking away from, you know, the production or anything because it's beautiful. It was a very beautiful movie and very good storyline. It could have been, and I'm, own, listen to me, this is an idea. You could take it, but remember where you heard it. Own movie of the week. This could have been one of them. It could have came on on a, a Saturday night or Sunday night, and you could have pulled some people to go watch own TV instead of putting it in the theater trying to get the big ticket. It was just a good movie. It wasn't great. It was good. Sorry, Tyler. Next movie is A Quiet Place, which is a horror film starring John Krasinski. 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 There it is. 
Krasinski, yep. thank you. Emily Blunt and Millicent Simmons and Noah Juke. Uh, this feature film is actually uh, first-time director. Say his last name again, Adam. Krasinski. John Krasinski, yeah, from The Office. First, you don't recognize yes, him. Yes, from The Office. Yes, he's from The Office. First-time director, and he executive produced the project. Um, I thought that this movie was excellent. I thought that um, the storyline was original. You have a family, post-apocalyptic America, and um, in this post-apocalyptic world, there are these creatures that attack, and they hone in on sound. They're audible creatures, and they only attack with sound. So everyone's quiet. So most of the movie, the actors are quiet, and they're doing signing, which I think is very, very unique. It's different. And... um, there's minimal sound, but then toward, of course, toward the middle and the end of the movie, there is sound. They are speaking. And um, there's a lot of action. Uh, but more so than anything, the storyline I thought was original. And to to add a little um, drama to the situation, I will give you a little spoiler alert so you can just get a, a mental picture of this movie. The, the creatures attack upon sound. Emily Blunt's character is pregnant, and she's about to give birth. So then go. Take it from there. You know babies aren't quiet. Check out the movie. It was really, really good. Again, it was a good movie. Not super great, but it was good. It was entertaining, very matinee-worthy. And I'll say the same for Tyler's movie, too. Very matinee-worthy, but not the big ticket. Unless you're at the movie, out at the mall, and you want to go to the movies, then you can go ahead and do that. But I wouldn't go out of my way to see either one of these films for the big ticket. And last but not least, Lost in Space, the Netflix series. This is a remake of the old Lost in Space series, and I think that Netflix, at this point for me, does no wrong. They did an excellent job with Lost in Space. It's right in the, in, in the perfect medium for it to be received, television or your, your, wherever you view your streaming. This is the perfect situation for that. The production is great. Um, it stars Toby Steffens, Maxwell, I'm sorry, Toby Steffens, Maxwell Jenkins, Taylor Russell, Mina Swindwall, and Molly Parker as the mother, and special guest starring Parker Posey as the psychiatrist. And I will say you will see Parker Posey unlike any other role that she's ever been in. I love her in this. This is probably going to be the vehicle that puts her back in people's mouths again from yesteryear. Parker Posey is really killing this role. So definitely check that out. Uh, Science fiction, if anyone's not familiar with Lost in Space, it was a big series on, on back in the day, and it was a great series back then. So you can only imagine Lost in Space with the technology now to deliver space. It's wonderful. Check it out, Netflix. And that's all I have. Nice. Well, uh, I wanted to see Quiet Place. Actually, it's getting a great word-of-mouth campaign right now, and people seem to be loving it, but I'm not a big horror movie person. But um, just everyone talking about it makes me want to see it, so I'm glad yeah, you liked it as well. Um, but I went to go see Isle of Dogs. Uh, this is the latest Wes Anderson movie. Uh, and it's a stop motion movie, so he's done Fantastic Mr. Fox in the past. And Wes Anderson's known kind of as that um, 
indie director that's mainstream. So he's done Grand Budapest Hotel, and his all of his movies have a nice visual setting. So Isle of Dogs takes place in Japan, and it's a story about these dogs that get transported to this island, this trash island, because they have some disease. And it's really their story of how they work their way back to the mainland and trying to reunite with their families. And it's actually really good. So I'm not a typical Wes Anderson fan, but he did a really good job. The visuals are great, as you would expect from him. The uh, the acting is so all the dogs are actually like famous actors. And I didn't look them up. And uh, I recommend you don't do that either because you don't want to feel like you're hearing Brian Cranston talk as a dog uh, and other characters, Scarlett Johansson, things like that. But uh, they all do a great job. And it's a fun movie. The kids will like it. Uh, you know, the story's pretty original. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. So if you're looking for something that's not a horror um, or Rampage, which was number one at the box office for some reason, then check it out. All right. Let's come down to Pipeline. I can't see anything but Infinity War right now. That's all I see. That's all I see. <laughs> all right. All right. Two is the big one, but uh, besides that, yeah, Infinity War is the uh, is in two weeks. So... Uh, if you need to catch up on some of the old movies, you want to go see another movie again, uh, do that this weekend because it's not a big release as Infinity War is going to be the big movie of the summer, perhaps the year. So check it out. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much for uh, letting us know what to spend our money on and what not, and have a great week. Absolutely. Thanks, you too. All right. Right back after this. Go your bag, what's that rule? We recognize real 
fuck, see I'm married to the game I said I do, since then shit ain't been the same I leveled up Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the First Lady Faith Evans, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Janera, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you, Stephen? I can't complain. It's a Monday. We're making it, so, you know, I mean, got some good stuff Amen. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. I have a couple good things. So I just want to let everyone know that we are between holidays. Uh, so scare, so sales are a little scarce right now, but I was able to find a couple of them. Um, okay. And I'll start off with uh, Victoria's Secret. So if you shop there now, you can get uh, a $20 re- reward card for any $40 you spend. So that's on your any $40 purchase. Plus you can get 50% off um, of any sport pants. Um, Gap is having a sale today only, and if you shop there now, you can get 40% off of your purchase. Um, And if you're shopping online, you need to use code HAPPY at checkout. Steve Madden is also having a sale today only, and if you shop there now, you can get 30% off of your purchase. If you're shopping online, you can use code GET30 at checkout. Nine West is having a BOGO sale. If you shop there now, you can uh, can buy one, get one 50% off the highest price item. Um, Old Navy is also having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 50% off of select items. Uh, Banana Republic, of course, they have to have a sale if, if Old Navy and Gap are having sales. Um, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 40% off of your purchase. Plus, you can get uh, free two- to three-day shipping um, on your purchase of $100 or more with code BRSHIP. Today is the last day to shop Carter's and get up to 70% off of your purchase. And last but not least, if you shop the limited um, today only, you can get forty. You can get pants for just forty dollars. All of their pants are just forty dollars, and all of their jackets are just seventy dollars. Awesome! And that's all I have for you guys. Yeah. They can find all that at budgetshophall.com, correct? They surely can. All right. Well, listen. You have a great rest of your Monday, and I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Okay, I'll talk to you. All right. Right back after this. Right in the field, keep it light in the field. Please don't interfere with what we got going here. Got a championship team, need a championship ring. Got a championship dream, been a hook, I came. All I want, all I need, real friends indeed. Genuine Tennessee's, did a kill for you and bleed. Teamwork make dream work, my network make my network. Go up by lots of getting smarter, y'all. How come y'all looking? How come y'all hating? How come y'all waiting? How come y'all chasing? How come y'all debating? Cause y'all ain't working. Cause y'all ain't working. Cause y'all ain't working. I decline, I decline. Money on my mind. They gon' think I press the wine. Cause I do this all the time. I decline, I decline. Money on my mind. They gon' think I press the wine. Cause I do this all the time. I decline, I decline. Money on my mind. They gon' think I press the wine. Cause I do this all the time. I decline, I decline. Money on my mind. They gon' think I press the wine. Cause I do this all
Cause I do this all the time I decline, I decline Money on my mind They gon' think I press the wine Cause I do this all the time I decline, I decline Money on my mind They gon' think I press the wine I wanna know why you mad I wanna know why you sad I wanna know why you bad On the down low, hell nah, not the down low. I hit them with the people's elbow. I think they wrote me off, but I won't take a loss. Nah, I can't take an L. I'm the one you can tell. Flow free like a cell. Flow free like 99. Do the time if you do the crime. This the only thing on my mind. I decline, I decline. Money on my mind. They gon' think I press the wine. Cause I do this all the time I decline, I decline Money on my mind They gon' think I press the wine Cause I do this all the time I decline, I decline Money on my mind They gon' think I press the wine Cause I do this all the time I decline, I decline Money on my mind They gon' think I press the wine Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Monifa, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Aaron Cosby, how's it going? Stephen Knight. Stephen, Stephen Knight. Happy Monday, man. Happy, happy Monday, happy Monday. Monday. Yeah. You yeah. have a good weekend? I did. I did. That's good. That's, good. Did. Yes. That's real good. You? Yeah, I did. I was actually in Dallas this past weekend, but I'm more excited about next week because I'm going to Hawaii for the first time with my family, so it's going to be really cool. Again, brother, you do not stay on the ground, man. I am not mad at you. I'm so, so happy for you that you are seeing the world that you're traveling. You know, I'm kudos. kudos. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm really excited about Hawaii. My sister, her and her uh, husband, it's their 10-year wedding anniversary, and they never had a, a wedding, so they're gonna uh, they're doing they're having an actual wedding in Hawaii. So a lot of, a lot of family nice. will be there. So very nice, yeah. very nice. So our are you flying from Atlanta straight to, well, you'll probably have to stop in L.A.? Maybe. Yeah, I'm stopping in L.A. and then straight to, yeah, to um, then, Wa- Waikiki. Yeah. Waikiki. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm telling you, y'all, it's it's nice to be a knight. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I can't wait to, to uh, tell our listeners about the trip. I'll be there for six nights, so it's a long time. <laughs> six nights. Even nights. Mm-hmm. Six nights. Six nights, right, right, right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, what's going on in the world of sports? Um, well, he's no longer a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So this is what I need you to do. I need you to call Arthur Blank. Okay. I need you to get in touch with the, with the um, coaching staff of the Falcons. And they need and to pick him up. <laughs> I need, I need Julio Jones on one side of the field, 
and I need Des Bryant on the other side of the field. You think that's what Matt Ryan? You think that's what the yeah. Falcons need at this point? Man, and they they can get Des Des Bryant for a steal. I mean, just the money that they can save. Man. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. They need they need to listen up. They need to listen up. <laughs> yeah. Why did Why did the Cowboys Why is no longer up with the Cowboys? Well, from what I read, Jerry Jerry Jones just wanted to go in a, a different direction, quote unquote, different direction, and um, it was a money issue slightly. Well, Dez was actually willing to um, take a pay cut, but mm. Jerry Jones was like, nah, nah, like, no, like, we we're just you know we just want to move 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 on in a in a um, different, different direction, in, yeah. In different direction, and so it was. Um, it was a business decision. That's what you know, but that's what they all say. But um, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, who, who do you think? So, who do you think? Where do you think he'll end up? I, I would like to see. I'm telling you, Matt. If Matt Ryan has Dez Bryant, mm-hmm. Julio Jones, oh, yeah, I, I know Atlanta will go crazy. <laughs> oh, it would be it would be crazy, but um, let's see. Um, I think that okay, Des will definitely want to go to a Super Bowl con- contending team. So I don't see him wanting to go to some team that's that has no no chance. So, right, right. Again, the Falcons, um, the Rams. Uh, the Saints, possibly. Uh, I'm trying to think maybe of some AFC teams. The Patriots, not nah, just because I don't think that he wants to be in the whole Tom Brady, Bill Belichick world. I, I don't think Dez is into all that. Okay. So, so um, yeah, maybe, um, gosh, I mean, th- that's a good question. Like, there there are so many. So many options oh, at this point, huh? The, um. Vikings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a lot of teams. Um. Oh. The the Seahawks. I, I can see hmm. maybe him and Russell Wilson. Like yeah. There's there there are definitely a, some options. A lot of teams out there that yeah. You know that if if they had him on their team that he could actually take them to that to that next level. Like he's. I've always liked this Brian. Like he is. Yeah. A gifted athlete, he really is. Yeah, athlete. yeah. So whoever, so whoever gets them, they are, yeah, they are on their way, definitely. So anyway, um, yeah. So he is no longer a member of the Dallas Cowboys, and um, we'll see what happens. So, yeah. But come on, call. I'm telling you, call Arthur Blank, man. Come on, call. <laughs> let's make this happen. Let's make this happen. Make this happen. <laughs> make it happen. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, did you hear about Cleveland? The Cavaliers, no. I say. Uh uh-uh. uh. They lost they lost game one and, and everybody's all, you know, upset now thinking that, you know, that um, Cleveland's gonna go, is gonna be out of the playoffs. It's it's a wrap and everything. So but it's just game one. Yeah, game one. I mean calm down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So they they lost to the um, Pacers. Yeah. And, um yeah. 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 Oh, I I I do not talk about hockey, but this really stuck out to me. Did you know that? First of all, that the um, that Las Vegas 
has an NHL team? Uh, yeah, I think you you report on the show. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, this is their this is the team's first year in of existence, and they made the playoffs. Oh wow, wow, the, that's um, big. Yes. And and not hold on, but wait, there's more. There's so more. Not only there's more. So not only did they make the Stanley Cup playoffs, they won their first three games in the. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. For a team, right, and a, a team in, in their first year of existence made the playoffs and has won their first three games. That is phenomenal. Not too bad, huh? <laughs> not, 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 not too bad at all. So Las Vegas, I'm sorry, Vegas, I, I think the team's name is Vegas Knights. Yeah, Vegas Knights. Um, kudos. Good yeah. job. Good job. Let's go look. Las Vegas, yeah, yeah, y'all, you know, doing it. Doing it. Also, Vegas. They have a a a WNBA team now. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay, Vegas the, is um, coming up, huh? Vegas is coming up. The um, Las Vegas Aces is the um, team's name, and they used to be the San Antonio Stars. Okay. They since moved from from San Antonio to to Las Vegas. So yeah, so Las okay. Vegas. They're doing some things now. You know they they. They doing it, and and then in a couple of years, the um, Raiders will they'll be moving to um, yep. Vegas. So, yeah, mm-hmm. Vegas, mm-hmm. Vegas doing their thing. So y- y'all have heard it here first. I see Vegas hosting the Super Bowl within the next probably five to, to ten years. I see Vegas hosting the Final Four within the next five to um, ten ten years. So yeah, Vegas as a um, sports town. Coming up, big time. And they'll definitely get the people to come out there. Everyone loves Vegas, so. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of Vegas, man, when when is the Stephen Knight Show going to do, you know, do a show on location, Vegas? We need to. We need to make it happen. We we, we, we really do. We really do. 2020. Yeah, season, 2020. Se- se- season 10. Right from the strip. <laughs> Bam. Bam. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's all with sports, man. That's pretty much it. All right. Well, everyone, as always, uh, thank you for everything, and um, have a great week. And I'll see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. Sounds all right. Great. Right back after this. We can book a Baby, where you going? No, I love you so much. Yeah, you know it's time. Real special with us. You and me, we all that. I love you like I know you love me back.
so much for tuning in. Uh, remember, we won't be live next week because I'll be in Hawaii, but we'll be airing one of our favorite shows from the season. Shout out to Ricardo Grimm for joining us. Continued success. Don't forget to go to our website, thestephenightshow.com, for more information about him. Have a great week, and God bless.
Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com.